Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Well, now gone and done it what's up it's friday april 20th it's 420 big run on doritos and cheetos and oreos and ice cream by well you know you know no i don't you know it's a morning ritual not, not by us morning ritual with me garrett lewis knst am 792 sons most stimulating talk you that well yeah that uh yeah sure sure there are three things I think you need to know. Man, oh man, oh man. Well, they did it. Oh, these teachers. It's not going to end well. Oh, you don't understand, Garrett. Again, I love how everybody else's job is more important than everybody else's. But teachers voted 78% apparently that did vote said we will strike. We will walk out. We will do that. That's what's going to happen. They're going to work through Wednesday to give you some time and probably to threaten the governor and stuff like that. Uh, isn't that just nice? Isn't that just great? So they said, uh, th- come Thursday, we're going to walk. Nobody knows how many will, but they voted to do it. Alrighty then. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Comey memos are out. I'm so sick of James Comey, aren't you? The, the good thing, and you don't need to hear a lot about it, but here's the good thing about it, is that uh, in the Comey memos... Trump actually said, investigate anything that my team may have done that's wrong. Yeah, and he took notes. He took notes. Holy smokes. He took notes about that. Uh, and on top of that, it turns out, and, and Trump called Comey out on this, he leaked these memos to his buddy to tell the press, to tell the New York Times. And it turns out the members of Congress got these 15 pages of memos, and there's a decent amount of redaction, meaning it's classified. So the dude... Comey broke the law and leaked out classified memos. I hope he's charged with a crime. Uh, by the way, Rudy has, uh, this, is a, this is a 2B, Rudy Giuliani joined Trump's legal team. He wants to negotiate an end to the Mueller probe because they realize there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. What, they wait till the Comey memos and the Comey book came out? There's nothing there. So he said, I, I hopefully in a week or two, I'll negotiate an ending uh, of this for the good of the country. Wow, that'd be interesting now, huh? Third thing, I think you need to know, students, once again today, will walk out of class. It's going to happen here in southern Arizona, around the country. They're going to walk out of class because that's what they do for gun control, for the anniversary of Columbine, and yeah, yep, they're going to walk out again. The last time, what what happened with the last time? What happened? And this is really pathetic, too, to be honest with you. Uh, that no no adult can actually come up with any kind of hardcore security to keep kids safe. Again, this happens as a sporting event. What happens? They put more security, uh, any any kind of public event, more security, armed security. God forbid you do that at schools. It is so backwards in its thinking. It is just so dumb. But hey, there you go. Three things I think you need to know. Now these teachers are going to walk out. Let me just remind you, by the way, there's a story in the local paper about this with the Arizona Capital Times. I'm sorry, Capital Media Services. Um, and there's one of the Arizona Republic. It's, it's basically the same thing. And who's quoted in this story? 
Carvelis. Noah Carvelis. Teachers and support staff will remain on the job through Wednesday, said Noah Carvelis, who helped found Arizona Educators United, another group behind hashtag red for ed. And again, this Noah Carvelis is a hardcore progressive nut. He is a teacher, hardcore progressive nut that's part of groups that their goal was to take down Trump, to prop up Bernie Sanders, all this stuff. And yet teachers are getting suckered into this, man. They're getting suckered into it bigly. Bigly. Due to an operative for liberal causes. Big time. He was a campaign manager for a Democrat. He got paid to do it. He's been hooked up by Hillary's former email manager. Yes. Yes. He did work for Run for Something, founded by Amanda Lippman, a Democratic campaign veteran who was the email director for Hillary's presidential run. Would she make him disappear? You know, <laughs> this is the guy. No, no, Garrett, you don't understand. No, I do understand. Carvella said, we can no longer allow the status quo in this state to go unchanged. We need to bring the change that our educators and our students and our families in this state need. Okay. Uh, now, the vote doesn't force anybody to walk out, by the way. Doesn't. 78% of the people that did vote said we will strike, though. We, we, we support a walkout. We'll see if any of them do. By the way, they could be fired and lose their certification to teach if they walk out. But TUSD, that superintendent, I believe the Foothills as well, already came out and said, we're not going to fire anybody. But they could be fired. Now, again, look, Ducey, he hasn't given any actual real detail as to what's going to be used to give the teachers more money. Again, he says, well, we're making more money because the economy is going better, so that's what we're going to use. That's what we're going to do. And I'm going to cut some some services in Medicaid and some stuff like that. Of course, then teachers and the unions are like, well, that's not fair. You can't can't win. And what they're wanting is to not have the corporate tax cuts that were enacted. Yep. Not have the corporate tax cuts that are you can't no get 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 it back. They make the corporations pay and use that money. Uh, the union head Joe Thomas said legislators must refuse to enact future tax cuts and rescind some that were granted during the past decade, including a thirty percent cut in corporate income tax rates. Now this is real sad, real sad, because uh, as we're learning with the Trump tax cuts. States and the federal government are collecting major and, and record tax revenues now. Remember the story we talked about a couple days ago? States are now swimming in cash. They didn't realize they would. And then these, uh, this teacher's union wants to cut this. When you cut taxes, they somehow magically end up collecting more revenue because there's more jobs and more people have money to spend, and it's funny how that happens, isn't it? Um, now, that's not, they're not going to get rid of these corporate income tax rates. It's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but this is something interesting. There was a floor speech earlier this month. State Representative Anthony Kern, a representative, a Republican from Glendale, said, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average salary for all Arizona workers is forty-eight thousand one hundred sixty bucks. The average salary for teachers in Arizona, forty-three six seventy for middle school. It's not far off. Forty-four two twenty for elementary school. Forty-eight thousand fifty bucks for high school teachers. 
When a country whoa, 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 whoa. Regime What's going on? Stealing you hit the button right there. Sorry. Mar- hey, Levin, back off. You're not up till four. You and your chubby fingers. So, um, gravity. Bottom line is, and I know people are going to say, but you don't understand. We have to have degrees and we have to keep up with our certification and we got to take classes. And the- are we really going to go there? You chose to do this. I get it. We all think we should be paid more, don't we? <sighs> yeah, I know. It's not fair. I mean, a basketball player can make 15 million bucks, 30 million bucks, right? Football player, 20 million bucks. But why don't teachers understand economics? I just don't. But you don't understand the importance. It has nothing to do with importance. There are, how many football teams, how many NFL teams are there? What, 31, 30, 32? Some, that means there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the whole world. They're going to get paid a lot of money. Only 32 people can do that job to that level. This is just a simple fact. Every year, there are thousands and thousands of people that graduate with degrees in education to be teachers. It's just a simple fact. Well, why are there so many open positions? Do people not want to work? Do we need more? I, I don't, I'm just telling you, this is just the way it is. And there are trade-offs. Look, you guys can get tenure. Teachers can get tenure. Or they literally aren't going to be fired. Teachers are not always I mean, in the private sector. I mean, you can get let go like that. You get judged. You get graded. Teachers, it's a double-edged sword. There's no way to really judge if they are going to, uh, if they deserve a raise or don't deserve a raise. Because there's too many factors. I've talked about this. There's too many factors involved, right? What if the parents don't make the kids do work? It's not the teacher's fault. Does that mean the teacher's not doing a good job? No, it's hard to, it's hard to tell. But it's a positive for the teacher, too, because they won't be found out. They, they won't really be exposed if they suck. That's what they can't be. They can't be uh, proven to be really good or really bad. I mean, it, it's just that that way. Now, kids can love them and stuff like that. It's great. But they're not constantly being judged by some strategic system like we are here with ratings and revenue. And if you're a salesperson with the revenue you generate and with others, like there are actually, you know, you can measure if someone's doing their job or not. Well, that depends. Well, no, hang on. But, if, but if you're a teacher, not as much. Here's the thing. If your curriculum is dictated by the state or the government, yeah. you have to teach what, they tell, what they're telling you to teach, yeah. then it leaves you no room to actually create your curriculum within whatever subject you are teaching. And that way, how do they base? Yeah, that, that, that way then they're safe. Then no one's going to be able to get fired. Hey, there not my go. fault. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So teachers have that cushion. And in trade for the cushion of tenure, in trade of the cushion of three months off, don't give me this crap. I go in early. I do this. Again, I work seven freaking days a week. I might be on the radio five. I work seven freaking days a week. This ain't easy. I hope it looks easy. It's not easy. Sounds easy. So, it does sound easy. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> You know what? Teachers that do a great job, they make it look easy, too, because they work at it. And that's great. But that's the trade-off. Tomorrow, today, my boss can come and go, you know, Garrett, making a change. See you later. And you know what happens at that point? I have to move because there's no other job in Tucson that that is this. There's no other one. There is there's zero. Teachers, if there's cutbacks or something, there's a lot of openings. That's the chance I take. That's the chance you take. That's the way it is. And here we go. Already getting hit up. 
Oh, Garrett, this is, you know, this is important. Your son starts kindergarten soon. Do you want a highly qualified teacher or maybe someone without a teaching degree? What's there now? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Speaking yeah. of teaching degrees, yes. apparently at certain middle schools, it's okay to have a teacher or even high school that doesn't have a teaching degree. They can actually sit in and teach a class yeah, I know, if but, they don't have a But degree. the haters are going to say, see, that's what happens when you don't pay enough. The teachers don't want to do the jobs. So you have unqualified people and blah, 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 blah. Can I say I call BS? I call BS. Again, well, and and and, and again, uh, until, if there's major problems, until teachers, we talked about this a couple days ago, until teachers start piping up about this so we can solve these problems. Enough is enough. And until you demand that, again, costs go down, whether it's by administration, whether it's, you know what, hey, teachers should champion a damn wall because there's a lot of illegal aliens that are in the education system that we spend money on that could be diverted to other things like books and stuff like that. So enough. Give me, give me a break. What about private schools? Yeah, I love this stuff. And they, they're just, the, by the way, just the freaking threats of these people. All of a sudden, teach the biggest, they're the most threatening people there are. It's always been that way. You know, it really is. For Mrs. White and End third of grade. the world. Yeah, end <laughs> of the world's going to happen. You better learn multiplication tables today. And let me tell you something. Parents are going to be pissed if they can't go to work because those teachers stay home next Thursday. Hey, you think you're going to get people on your side? I'd love to find out what you think about this. 880-KNST, 880-5670. You're going to really want teachers to go on strike? I mean, you know, well, we, you know, everybody, if they're asked, of course everyone should get paid more money. We all should get paid more money. It should happen that way. I get it. It's not like you didn't know what you were getting into, for God's sakes. I, well, you don't understand. I, I, I get it. I get it. Listen, I was only making a little bit of money in Waco, Texas. I had to leave. Well, you want people to leave? If that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. And if that's going to make me then pressure my legislator to divert what they have in the budget, because let me tell you, I bet you could find more money if you go through the damn state budget and get rid of a bunch of wasteful spending that's not needed. You don't hear teachers doing that. And this, this thing, by the way, teachers, all of a sudden, it was about them getting raises. They're not getting enough. All of a sudden, they want bus drivers and janitors and cafeteria workers to get raises. Dude, I, give me a break. Give me a freaking break. I don't like being held hostage. If you don't like your job as much, you well, you don't understand. No, I do. And again, I see a lot of indoctrination and crap teaching going on too. Well, I'm forced to teach that. Then change it. Give me a freaking... So I got to pay more money for you to teach crap? There you go. There you go. Pisses me off, man. Oh, man. 626. We'll continue. And he, again, gets it. Listen, front of the line, you disagree. Front of the line, make your case. You want to just sit back and just be a, you know, a keyboard hero and type it that way? You do that too. Whatever. I... I'm just over in that aspect. Uh, so we'll continue. Uh, and I'll put some up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Uh, you can comment there, too. And uh, if you, again, because some people just don't want to call into the radio stations, and that's just fine. 640 this morning. I have an update on the Steve Christie saga. Uh, Allie Miller is going to join us at 910 this morning. And if you missed the Steve Christie interview, you have some highlights. And I, oh, boy, let me just tell you this. The uh, guy that owns that golf course that wants to donate it, uh, Morgan North, Borderlands Construction. I, I know you're listening now. Oh, he's trying backdoor channels to reach me to get his point across, but I'll tell you what happened with that. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Chun. Enjoy it. 632. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, it's going to be a little bit cooler today compared to yesterday. Uh, right now, we're at 52. Going to be 76 and sunny, and then you have those gusty winds. What's up with these freaking winds, man? Tomorrow, I don't think the wind is going to be there as much. No, no, no. Today, hopefully, is the last day of this garbage. Dave, listening on iHeartRadio in Mississippi. Hello, Dave. What's happening? 
Garrett, how you doing? All right. Can you hear me good? What's that? Can you hear me good? I can hear you just fine, brother. All right, excellent. Uh, I disagree. I think they do need a raise, but not for any reasons that you stated. Uh, these, these women, and it's mostly women. Well, uh, there are men. They're the good ones. <laughs> there are men teachers. There are male. There are male. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they have a discipline degree, and the five disciplines, which are education. It's hard to hear you, man. It's hard to hear you. You got to speak closer to your phone. They have a discipline degree. Okay. And the five disciplines education, sociology, psychology, divinity, and multiple disciplines are the poorest paying degrees out there because you really don't have to have a big brain to get one. They're not an arts degree. And they're not a science degree. And teachers with arts and science degrees do get paid a lot better. So I think they need a raise because, uh, because they have the same student loan bill as an arts degree student. But and they're they, not getting paid the same. Listen, man, I got a broadcasting degree. That's worth garbage, okay? And I'm still paying off my student loans. I have till next July till they're paid off. And I'm 41 years old. So, uh, you know... They know what they're getting into. If they want to say their college costs too much, they need to go after the legislature and the federal government for making that happen and the universities for jacking up the cost because everybody that has a pulse gets a loan. I don't care about that. Um, you're right. And that's it. It's economics 101. It's, it's, it's a degree. There are lots of people that graduate that can become teachers. That's what it So there's a lot of people that can do it. It drives down the, uh, the salaries. That, that's, what it, that, that, that's how the world works. Right, but these aren't the smartest people in the world, and they're not really teaching a whole lot between now and twelfth grade. It's just hard to hear you. I I love you that you're listening to iHeartRadio, man. It's just hard to understand what you're saying. But thank you so much for uh, for listening on the iHeartRadio app in Mississippi. I really do. Believe, I, I I appreciate it, man. Still paying off your loans, huh? Yeah. Do you regret that decision? Nah, whatever. Get your broadcasting. Degree. I stopped buying books after my junior year. I'd go to the so I was already working in radio, and I, I'd, I'd go to the bookstore. If I had a test, and I'd read the book in the bookstore like an hour before and then go take the <laughs> test. I hated it. Uh, now it is what it is. But, look, again, everybody does. There are people that, you know, get a broadcasting degree, and they make $30,000 a year for their entire career. Where's the crying for that? So, no, it's not as important. Screw I can, you. I can line those people up for you if you yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, know I know a lot of them. I know. 636, more of this coming up, plus some highlights of the Steve Steve Christie interview, if you missed it. Allie Miller's coming up at 9-10. We're going to talk about teachers a lot today, and I want to get your take. Because parents, I think, are going to say, man, you're not doing your job. You're leaving me in a bind. Just forget you guys. You're going, to sit, you're going to look greedy. I'm just telling you, you're going to look greedy. It's coming up. We'll all get to all this. Don't go anywhere right now on KNST. It's Pink Talk. Oh, my goodness. How you doing? 643, three things I think you need to know on this Friday, 420. 420. You know what? Maybe the teachers need to actually just celebrate 420 and not get mad at me for just Having my opinion. We all have opinions. It happens. It's okay. We share them. You can tell me why I'm wrong. That's okay. I like that more than anything else. Okay, first thing I think you need to know, Arizona teachers vote overwhelmingly. 78% of them that were that took place in this red for ed, whatever the hell it is, uh, said, we want to go on strike. We're going to walk out Thursday. We're going to give parents time. Time for what? And it's led by the guy that's a big-time progressive nut, Noah Carvelis. There you have it. Uh, so watch out for that. Thursday, they could be walking out of class. We'll see if they do. 
Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, the Comey memos have come out, and uh, and what it shows is that Trump said, hey, you know what? Uh, you need to investigate anything my team may have done that's wrong. If there's any collusion, he was actually encouraging that. He was encouraging it. Are you kidding me right now? That's how good it was. He was encouraging that stuff to happen. And then it turns out Comey actually leaked out classified material because the 15 pages of memos that were released, those are the same memos he gave to his buddy to, to give to the media, they had redacted information, meaning it's classified. The dude broke the law. Trump called him out on Twitter for that. Third thing that I think you need to know, and there's a lot to go with here, what, what should we do next? What should we do? How about this one? The Inspector General for the Department of Justice has referred Andrew McCabe for criminal, criminal prosecution. He's an Obama Inspector General. He said, this guy needs to be prosecuted. Pretty incredible stuff, isn't it? There's that one also. Three things I think you need to know. Now, we'll get back to the teacher stuff. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Um, and by the way, Trump was on fire on Twitter about Comey and everything else and going after OPEC, all kinds of stuff. But let's let's focus locally here. And we're going to have Allie Miller on at 9.10 to talk about all this stuff. Um, now, oh, hang on. There's uh, firefighters battling a uh, fire at the Pima County Fairgrounds. And the fair's going on. Yep. A uh, spokesman of the district says about 150 to 200 pallets caught fire. They were next to a barn filled with hay. That's not good. Hopefully it'll be okay. That's all we know right now. Um, now, Steve Christie was on the show yesterday. The interview's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. It's on my page at knst.com. It's, it's all there, right? It's all there. Um, now, Steve Christie came on the show yesterday, and he had gun, he was guns a-blazing. If you missed it, you got to hear some of it. Uh, number 74. He First thing he said on the show, 74, was this. Here we go. Steve Christie, Pima County Supervisor. Here we go. I'm doing great, and I'm looking forward to refuting all the false allegations that Supervisor Miller made on your show yesterday, and wow. if possible, issuing uh, several personal challenges to Supervisor Miller as we progress. Personal challenges. Okay. That that was just the beginning, by the way. Now, what should we jump to this time? Well, before we go any further, it just seems obvious to me. Okay, just do do the math in your head. The guy that owned the the bank, the out of business golf course, he bought it in 2014 when it was already out of business. Borderlands construction owner, Morgan North. So he buys this land in 2014. It's already out of business, this stuff, right? It's it's a golf course, it's out of business. He's a developer, big construction guy, makes roads, does things. You think maybe he was thinking, wow, look at a lot of land right here. I wonder if I could develop it. Just throwing that out there. And maybe the people that were around in that area were like, hell no, we bought our homes next to a golf course. We don't have homes behind our homes or whatever. And maybe you just couldn't, couldn't do it. I'm just, I'm just hypothetically thinking right now, which I have every right to do. So next thing you know, this guy's stuck with this freaking land for four years paying, and I was told by Ali Miller, the actual property tax this guy was paying was over $19,000 a year. So this guy has this land, and he's paying over 19000 bucks a year. 
Just in property taxes. And obviously, he's not upkeeping it. And why, by the way, was he not getting fined? I mean, can you just let it go? Well, it's 19 grand a year. So four years later, he's like, geez, nobody's going to buy this. It's useless. What the hell's going to happen? Hey, Steve, Steve O. And by the way, this guy has donated $3,000 to Steve Christie's campaign, uh, uh, campaign contributions. So he's donated three grand to when, when Christie was running in 2016. Steve O. How about you take uh, this land off my hands for me? We'll call it a donation. <laughs> call it square. I don't pay taxes anymore. And maybe Steve was helping a friend. Who knows? Maybe Huckleberry's just, this guy knows Huckleberry very well, the county administrator, because he's getting a lot of contracts from Pima County to do all kinds of work. It just smells really bad. So anyway, apparently uh, this guy, I guess he used to listen to the show. Maybe he doesn't anymore, even though he's listening right now. I know you are. So uh, he, he got in touch with someone here, or he had someone get in touch with someone here at the radio station and try to get my information. Just wants to talk to me. And thank God this person didn't give out my information because I'm not interested in talking to someone off the record on the phone. You have something to say, say it on the radio. So we got his information. Ryan called him up yesterday and said, do you want to come on the show? And he was not having it. He just wanted to talk. I want to talk to you for 10 minutes. That's what he told you, right? Yep. He declined to come on the radio. Yeah, so he didn't want to go on the radio because I'd be fair to him. Apparently, he said what that I'm not. I'm, there's misinformation out there. Well, it wasn't. You're 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 putting out skewed information. Skewed. Oh, well, he uh, listen. You know the number eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. If it is skewed, and I'm going by news reports, talking to two supervisors about this, what's skewed? Uh, I invited him into the studio because he was afraid that that you would just overpower him because he would be on the phone, obviously. Uh, I was like, well, come on in. I mean, you can sit face-to-face and you guys can talk. I control the mics and everything, and uh, he declined. So there you go. He wanted to talk to me, but, you know, when you want to talk to and I've talked to people off the record, don't get me wrong, but in a case like this, I'm not interested in off-the-record crap. That's your spin on it. You know, this is a public record now. So uh, the guy didn't want to go on the air. The invita- By the way, the invitation is always going to be open. If Morgan, if you want to come on the radio, feel free. But it just it just smells like a dirty deal, like just some friends helping friends, and taxpayers get to foot the bill, and it's just obvious. You just never had anybody in the media here actually call you out on it, or anybody out on this stuff. And that's my other point. You notice anybody else doing stories on this in the media? No. No. Where's the... Where's, uh, Press release Bud Foster on this. No? Nowhere? High pants Bud? So anyway, let's play another uh, Steve Christie. Because it was, it, was basi- it was juvenile, what he was trying to do. He's trying to basically defend what he is, his, his support for this park. Defend the support for the park. Because Allie Miller also has parks, and it costs a lot of money to maintain the parks. I, I swear to when this is the best you can do, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Uh, 67. This is, uh, let's play 67. Here is what Steve Christie said on the show yesterday. Go ahead. I've done a little research, and um, I was looking at uh, District 1, uh, Supervisor Miller's district, and she's been railing about the cost of this little donated park, 130 acres down here of eighty, ninety thousand dollars 90000 And she touts herself, and Valley who's herself, as the watchdog of public taxpayer funds, 
in her district alone to maintain and to keep her parks in her district on her watch operating last year cost $3,082,970, almost $3.1 million million of taxpayer money to fund her 17 parks. That's a lot of shiny objects, and she's supposed to be the watchdog of public spending. Dude, really? So Steve Christie, to try to win over public support, you know, he must have just huddled with some other people and come up with an idea. How do we spin this? Oh, Allie has a lot of parks. This is an entirely new cost. People want the roads fixed, and you're diverting money that could be used to fix the roads at a, he said, 70 to 90 grand a year to maintain this, this park, soon to be park. That could be used to actually fix the roads. Allie's parks existed before Allie was a supervisor in her district. Everybody said, what the hell did he just say? Were you thinking people were going to be okay with that? And I, I text uh, Steve because he said right there beginning of the show, we played the soundbite, he's ready to challenge Allie, blah, blah. Invited him on the show Monday or Tuesday, never heard back from him. Allie's going to join us at 9, 10. We'll do more of these uh, and get your comments about this and teachers and other stuff in about, uh, at about 7, 10 right here on KNST. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Oh, it is. It is. How you doing? It's your morning ritual. Happy Friday. Garrett Lewis with you on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Arizona teachers have voted and they have voted to walk out of class Thursday of next week. 78%. Joe Thomas President of the Arizona Education Association said 78% of more than 57,000 ballots cast statewide over three days by teachers and other school employees were in favor of walking out. So it looks like Thursday may be the day. Uh, Get ready to take off work or take your kid with you or who knows what. Yeah. Second, does it make you mad? Second thing that I think you need to know, the Comey memos have come out. And in the Comey memos, it shows that Trump actually said, hey, um, can you fully investigate my collusion? If there is collusion, now my, if, you, if there's anybody on my team did anything bad, can you please investigate it? You got to do it. That'd be great. Uh, James Comey also, it turns out, leaked out classified information because the 15 pages of memos had redacted information. Uh-oh. Yes, redacted information. And he gave all those memos, if you remember, to a friend who read them to the New York Times. So the guy's putting out leaked memos, leaked memos. Holy smokes. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, Third thing that I think you need to know is that the inspector general at the Department of Justice has recommended basically criminal charges, criminal referral For Andrew McCabe, the number two guy at the FBI. Wow. Look how everything is changing now. Remember, Trump was crazy. He's with Russia, this, that. Now you got the top two dudes at the FBI that aren't looking so nice now, are they? Man, oh man, oh man. Three things I think you need 
to know. Uh, a key fourth, of course, you have a national school walkout going on. It's happening here in southern Arizona. It's happening across the country. 19th anniversary of Columbine. Because now all of a sudden the kids are, you know, they, this they they're con- they just want to get a class. Oh, we're mad. No, nothing was done about gun safety, gun control. Enough, enough. You know, hang on. I there's a story that I had uh, for a couple of days. I didn't get a chance to get to it about how they're what they may do here in Arizona. Uh, and there were some quotes in this story that were just, just crazy. Uh, they were they were thinking of doing a die-in today. A die-in. Arizona students. Plan to occupy the state capitol with a die-in for gun control. A die-in. Yep. Um, A 17-year-old student organizer named Jordan Harb said, We'll be laying down to symbolize the fact that we are literally dying. People are dying. 35 people are dying every day in this country because politicians, like those here in Arizona, are not taking action. Excuse me? They want gun control. Again, what has been done to actually protect the students and the staff? Nothing. Nothing's been done. Zero zip zilch. Nothing's been done. But this is what they're going to do. It didn't happen last time. It's not going to happen this time. It's supposed to be at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, I've got information. Basis is like, those kids better not walk out. Other schools, Amphi, the rest, all right, they'll walk out, but it'll be okay. We're going to have security out there and blah, blah, blah. Uh, we've had it with all this stuff. Like, I think it, as a society, and this goes right into, by the way, um, this goes right into everything the teachers want to do right now. I think we've had it with being held hostage, being had it. Uh, we've had it with people telling us what to do, what to think, what they deserve. We've had it with it. Have, have I mean, listen, we all like teachers. We all know it's tough. But the fact that teachers now are going to walk out on their jobs, on the kids, to help the kids, well, we need to get attention. It's going to piss off parents, man. They better watch out. Now, just because 78% said they, they want to walk out doesn't mean they're all going to do it, by the way. And they literally can be fired, and they can have their certificates uh, of teaching rescinded. But you had TUSD superintendent, I think uh, the Foothill superintendent as well, have said, no, 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 we're not going to fire anybody. Don't worry, we're not going to fire them, which I think is kind of garbage. If I went on strike, what would happen to me? I I'd walked take over out. and everybody would go away. Go away. There you go. So anyway, what do you think if you know about the teachers? If you're a parent, are you supportive of this? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Uh, teachers, what are you thinking? You think this is going to work out well for you? We all want more money. We really do. And I'm getting hit up on Twitter. This one really got my attention. Uh, this, this was a butte right here. Um, is that uh, what? What was this one? Uh, it's not about. It's not just about raises. It's not about just raises. This is from a uh, at AZ first grade. So obviously a teacher. It's not just about raises. Ducey stole a billion dollars from our children's education, and we want it back. First off, Ducey never actually stole money. The money was cut by Jan Brewer when she was the governor because. Everybody was dead broke when the Great Recession hit, thanks to our federal government giving mortgages out to people that just said, yeah, I got a job, Can't, I don't have to prove it, I got a pulse, right? That's it. So teachers, apparently, 
You know, that's why I sit back and say, how do I trust the word? And I, by the way, I've seen a lot of this. Have you seen a lot of this where the teachers are going up to Doug Ducey? And I'm not a fan of Ducey, as you can tell if if you've listened to this show. But the fact that they're saying Ducey stole a billion dollars, he stole money from us. It wasn't Ducey that did this stuff. This is going back to 2009 when Jan Brewer cut uh, capital spending. Every everything was cut. Everything was cut. How many businesses, by the way, haven't even gotten back to close to what the level of what they had 12 years ago, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, 10 years ago? But you don't understand, Garrett. We're teachers, and we're more important. Oh, if everybody else and look, I, I, I know, I know I'm not teaching children, even though I kind of am if they listen, but I'm not teaching children. Right. I'm, I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not indoctrinating from the left. I'm doing it from the right. Right. However. However. I've had to change the way I do my job because I've had to do the jobs of three, four people. And I still am. Now, I'm not. I mean, what, what can I do about it? I can leave. I can go to a job with a different company. I can do whatever I want. I can stay right here and deal with it. It's just the way it is. A lot of industries have had cutbacks, major cutbacks. Now they're starting to see some companies starting to hire people. Tax cuts went into effect. That's what happens. But this is a bit nuts. This is a bit nuts. Uh, and I've seen it to where they do this stuff. And by the way, the guy that's leading this whole charge, again, is a big progressive uh, Democrat who is Noah Carvelis. He's in the Arizona Republic story. He is in the story that's in the local paper that was done for them by the Capital Media Services. Noah Carvelis, he's the guy that was out there doing work for these big progressive companies to push Bernie Sanders, to end Trumpism, all this stuff, and he's the face of it. it says here, teachers and support staff will remain on the job through Wednesday, said Noah Carvelis, who helped found Arizona Educators United, another group behind Red for Ed. We can no longer allow the status quo in this state to go unchanged, Carvelis said. We need to bring the change that our educators and our students and our families in this state need. So you got this big progressive dude, but we're told that no, 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 no. doesn't matter. This is not political. Not at all. Okay. Hang on. Lori, welcome to KNST. Hello, Lori. Hi. Um, first of all, I am a teacher. Okay. Second of all, I'm a kindergarten uh, teacher. Third of all, I'm a Republican. I voted for Ducey. I voted for Trump. Um, the issue is not political. I worked a 12-hour day yesterday. On my way home, I stopped at two stores to buy, with my own money, supplies for next week's activities that we're going to be doing in class. Then I got home, and I worked another um, hour or so on, on more work that I had to do that I couldn't finish at school because it was getting dark, and I wanted to get home. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not infrequent. This is a usual day for me. I have been teaching for over 20 years, and I, am, and I have a master's degree, and I make less than $42,000 a year. Mm. And my colleagues have been teaching many more years than I have, and they're making not that much more than I am. A teacher today cannot retire before they're 70 without having to take a, a giant pay cut. And it's very hard to save money for retirement when you're living paycheck to paycheck. You do get a pension, though, right? Uh, yeah, they took another 1% uh, out of our pay, so that 1% that DC was going to give us to begin with, that went into our state retirement fund. 
Um, but but still, so you, so like you get said, that. You that, that's still have to work till you're 70 to get anything out of that state retirement fund. Guess what? I don't have a state so retirement. On. Hang on. I don't have a state retirement fund. And I'll probably well, work till I'm at least 70 also. I'm also paying a huge amount. Well, I'm paying not necessarily a huge amount for my own coverage of health insurance. But teachers who have dependents, probably about a third of their paycheck, a quarter to a third of their paycheck goes Towards dependent coverage, towards insurance. How is that different right from any? Now, how, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How is no, that different? On, no, no, you hold on, you hold on. Oh my God! Supposed to pay my mortgage. Okay, how is that different when it comes to health? Listen, I hear you. How is that different when it comes to health insurance compared to anybody else right now? You don't think it, you don't, don't think it covers what other... anybody else is doing. Ah, However, I do that's know the that key. A friend of mine who works in the private sector does mm. not pay as much for health insurance for his wife and his dependents as. My it depends. Do they work neighbor. at Raytheon? Yeah, it, de- it depends. <laughs> it depends on the company. Let me tell you. Listen, God bless iHeartMedia, but okay. the amount that that we have to pay for our health insurance but, is insane. So okay, so there so you forget go. Forget all of that. Forget all of that. Forget all of it. Sure. Let's forget all of it. To, okay. Let's go back to. Have you been in a classroom in the last ten years? Because I've been here for almost for over twenty five years. It is very different today. Do you get at your job? Do you get bitten, kicked? punched in the stomach and poked in the back with a pencil because I do. That was my day yesterday and the day before. Okay, that's terrible. Hang on a second. Let's slow down. Now, are you willing to say where you teach so we can expose this and say this is garbage and the administration is... I am not at this moment. I am not at this moment. There you go. Because there are other factors. There are other factors involved. Like what? What What, what factors are involved? What factors are involved? Legal factors? Or you just don't want to have to... Possibly. Possibly. Okay, because here's and I'm the thing. I'm not willing on. to face those legal ramifications at this moment. Listen, my heart goes out to you. I, I just a personal level. So, I, hang on, no, no. Let me let me talk. You get. Hang on, hang on. You you just let me just. I'm going to let you keep talking, but I want to share something huh. as well. I I let you keep talking. I want to share something as well. I talked about how there's a very very big company in town called Borderlands Construction where they're mad as hell that I'm exposing this shady deal that happened down in Green Valley, and that guy is calling management in this radio building to try to try to cut me off at the knees. And, and, you and know, I don't agree with that. And and so, but wrong. you know what? But here's the difference, is that I outed him. I just said what he did. And you guys, you teachers, listen, you should not be bitten. You should not be kicked. That is terrible. That is awful. And the fact that, you know what? Your administration isn't doing anything about it. Uh, what The superintendent's not doing anything about it. This is ridiculous. That should be the reason you walk out. That should be the reason. Well, it's part of why we're walking out. Well, then it what, is part of why we're How is more money going to change that? Like how, how is more money going to change that? Because if we have more money to in our schools, we'll have more staff to be able to deal with these kids. Right now, we are a skeleton staff. We barely have... You're preaching to the choir. Uh, and, and we don't have... And we don't have substitute teachers that come in if i get sick or my kid gets sick i can't sometimes can't even take a day off or we have to split our classes between the other teachers and put over 30 kids in a room welcome to my world teachers already have to begin with Mm -hmm. some teachers are starting with 30 kids and then they get 15 from their neighbor teacher because they can't get a substitute when they get sick are you guys willing uh, to say that the border should be enforced? Why don't you? Guys, I'm sure you yeah, will. You're a Republican, I am. but but a lot of teachers. Am, you're not I even. You, you're not. You're, but you're not willing. Because let me tell you, I but, guarantee but you probably. Hang on. Shh, that hang we're on. Talking about with the school. My God. We don't want to put any other. This is why women listening to him? It's just into it. I'm not participating in the May first uh, Labor Day rally that 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 one of the members of this group wants yeah. to, to hold. I'm not participating in that. I'm not for that. I don't support that. That isn't what we're fighting about. Our our issue is hmm. our funding has been so cut 
mm-hmm. that we are bare bones. We have textbooks that are being taped together with duct tape, if we have textbooks at all. We have chairs that, that, that are broken. We have not enough chairs for the kids to sit in. This is what we're talking about. I got you. Listen, we all know these problems. Where do you get the money from? I don't know, but there you, you won't even meet with people to talk about it. Listen, I'm not a big fan of him, but he and his his plan was very light on details, and I called that out from the beginning, and I get that. According yeah, to him and his people, they are meeting. The developmentally disabled and the arts, not okay with that. I'm okay with taking it away from the arts. Well, Well, you know what? But we can live. What's more important, having textbooks or watching people play uh, a violin? Both, because no, it's not. Come on. Here's the thing. Support education. All right. Yeah. You know what? Sports education books. Apparently, more teachers. You got to have priorities. You. you, Here's the thing. This is what's annoying. there are 2,000 open jobs Good. Right now you have job security. State. That's another trade-off. But here's the situation you know, is that you guys that want my, every... My, niece, my God, it's like, do you not listen when we talk? Listen, you guys want everything and aren't willing to give up anything. You can't have all your books and keep the Tucson Symphony Orchestra. Or it just... There's not enough money to go around. Do you understand that? Maybe there is. Here we go. give his own cronies 30% raises. Well, how much is the Hang on, what 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 cronies are you talking? The corporation tax cuts? No, well, that's a, that's one. Those haven't worked, and I'm all for tax cuts. Those you haven't see, worked. I, how I we, have we have jobs? We have jobs. What do you haven't been working. Give me an example how that hasn't worked. Do we have a whole ton of businesses clamoring to come to Arizona? Uh, actually, up in the valley, you do because they're much more pro business friendly. Yes, we've actually had unemployment go down Why in businesses. Why is New Mexico next door to us? Who, who actually does give Holy tax credits s- to industries like the movie industry, which is very smart because they come, they eat, they drop uh, their money, and leave. But it's it, actually there've been studies saying that's not good. Twelve thousand dollars more. Who can? than Arizona can? Mex- New Mexico can. Yeah, if I walk next door. To, to to New Mexico, I'd be making a, a probably around ten thousand dollars more than what I'm making right now. Mm. Uh, that the go there. I was getting paid cheap in Waco. Go there. But I'm saying that dude, the movie industry. Yeah, well, first I'm off, the, you don't know about this again. I love my city. Well, then that's the sacrifice you do. Reagan so, said, "Vote with your feet." So, You've, so you holy crap! You, this is why. There's just this is like this is no talking. There's no talking. You don't listen when I say words. Are you, the kids in Arizona. Yeah, she's still going. Because right now in the oh. district, they have a whole bunch of parents teaching the kids who are not certified teachers. So again, you know what? Hey, here's the thing. Considering some of the results that are happening right now, who gives a crap if they're certified or not? Wow. Really? Wow. Okay. Then you don't need us. Then why are you complaining that we're striking? You don't need us. They're the school school parents. Are you serious right now? Are you telling me right now with all the indoctrination that's going on, are you going to blame the curriculum? You, you, you know, what are teachers doing to try to improve the curriculum? What are teachers trying to do to make sure that you actually are working in a safer environment by I calling out every BS? every single day into my classroom, and I do my best job for those kids. Good. Whether or not I'm following the curriculum, I'm doing my best job. I'm doing what I know I need to do for those kids. I'm, I'm glad that you are. I think it's horrible that you were bitten. I think it's horrible that you were punched by kindergartners, for God's sakes. <laughs> 
I think, and listen, when I was in kindergarten, Mrs. Gerson taped down a kid named Steven because he was kind of hyper. She took duct tape and taped him in the chair, but that was also 35 years ago, and the mom actually was like, good, I'm glad you did it to my kid. Yeah, now you well, get sued. that's not what happens anymore. Now we get sued I know, if we, if I we know. do anything to our kids. So then you know Number what? One. If you want Number more two, money, you want better results. Oh. structure is disintegrated. I agree. You deny that? No, I agree. That's why we have all of these kids who have all of these problems. I, I agree, but until you, you, you so that's my point is that why until until you actually come up with actual solutions and maybe it's not just you, but you need to put actual pressure. Solutions. How about getting more counselors? How about getting more? You're not listening. Workers? Let me talk. Let me How talk. How about getting more people who can help these kids? Oh, you're making me want to drink early on this Friday. Until you what? actually Go have. For it, I, I already started. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> until you actually have actual solutions. You're not going to get it, and, and where they, you know they're going to get proven results, it's hard to actually justify me giving more money. Okay, so I challenge you, until you actually come uh. into a classroom and teach for a week and deal with IEPs. Then quit. Deal with. Nobody's saying that you have to do deal it. Deal with. Nobody the, is saying, oh my God, she's still, do you, listen, nobody, I love, I love, we need teachers, I get it. If you're so freaking miserable, quit. Quit. If you're so miserable, go do something else. There are people in this industry, in radio, in media, they quit. for 30 years. Okay. I'm not going to find another job. I'm over 50. It's going to be very hard to find a job that I can do right now at this time of my life <sighs> where I'm going to be able to retire from. I got you. I, hey, you know what? Then you got to put your nose down to the grindstone. I Wait, am. No, nobody, I'm picking, I'm then there you my, go. My the, problems, and I am walking out, and I am telling people what the problems are and why we need to do more for our kids okay. and for us. What about Red for Red supporting David Garcia? Red for Red is not supporting David Garcia. Arizona Education Association is. The Arizona Educators United have not supported any political candidate. Mm. And they won't. What about the guy that basically founded do, Red? For, leaving, so. what, what, what's about the guy? The guy that founded Red for Red, that Noah Carvelis guy, who's a big time progressive guy. What about him? He's liberal. Yeah. No, I'm but not. he's more than that. He's and actually. Mm, okay. So right. I don't deserve anything conservative. I don't deserve a uh, okay. okay, listen, again, we're going to agree to disagree on certain things. You, I get, teachers just don't understand that there needs to be an actual cash flow of money. No, I do understand. I don't think I'm you do. You want to keep the symphony and the arts and everything. Sit down with the Education Association and AEU and shows us there's no money, then we can start talking about, okay, let's see what we can do with what we've got. But so far, he has refused to even meet with us. Okay. Well, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. It's an election year, and there's pressure on him. That's Th- right. Thank you, Lori. Have a good one. Thanks. Take care. Oh, seven. I was really. I went really long. I, I got. Was, I, I poured myself one. Do you want some of this? I, I need some of that, too. Okay. All right. 729. We'll continue. It's KNST. Yes, yes, yes. How you doing? 742 on this Friday. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Arizona teachers voted, and they said, uh, we want to walk out on Thursday. That's right. 78% of the more than 57,000 ballots cast said, we want to we want to be out by uh, by Thursday. We'll see what happens. Second, doesn't mean they're going to do it, but we'll see. Second thing that I think you need to know is, uh, is man, oh, man, oh, man, the Comey memos are out, and they show that... Um, well, Trump actually told Comey, and his own, Comey even took these notes. Trump said, investigate to make sure there's no collusion. Anything bad happened, I want to know about it. Man, sounds like he's trying to hide something now, doesn't he? And Comey turns out leaked classified info because the 15 pages of memos had redactions, but he gave them all to his buddy. 
who uh, leaked them to the media. Third thing, I think you need to know the the Department of Justice Inspector General referred the number two guy, former number two guy, the FBI, Andrew McCabe for criminal prosecution, referred him for criminal prosecution. Holy smokes, they never thought it would happen. They never thought it would happen. Three things I think you need to know. So we have that. Uh, let's go to the phones. The teacher thing is a big topic. Uh, what that? Okay, we'll start there. Bruce, welcome to KNST. Hello, Bruce. Good morning. How are you? All right. What's up, Bruce? So I was. I've been listening this morning, and uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about, and I am a teacher, um, and one of the things that I've been thinking about, and was kind of a point that I wanted to make was, I worked in law enforcement in 2005 and six. And I've been in the military, and, you know, I have kind of a perspective that a lot of teachers may not have, except for those that have done stuff like this, of we go into the classroom, and there's problems, and there's issues, and things have changed in the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think about is when I worked in law enforcement in 2005 and 6, I actually made more when I was working in law enforcement in 2005 and 6 than I do now as a teacher. Okay. And eventually the state requires us to have a master's degree, and we have to continue to get continuous education credits to maintain our teaching certificate. If we work in a high-crime area, we have to rely on the local law enforcement to come and protect the school and follow protocols. We're not able to defend ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I think police officers, I'm a full supporter of them. I think they deserve every penny they get in the way of pay and, and, and support. The question I have to ask is, if they can find the money to support additional law enforcement, why is it so difficult to find the money to support additional teachers or additional teacher pay? Well, they just did a tax of- increase. Hang on, they did a tax increase to try to pay for more cop cars and supplies for police officers, but they're having a tough time finding money for the police because the pension is so high, and in Tucson they're losing uh, 100 officers a year. So they're not, they, they oh. can't find it. Yeah, oops, absolutely. I'm actually a social studies teacher, so that's kind of my thing. I keep track of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I don't get it. I, I don't either. One of the problems no, I that I do it. see is they continue to, you know, pass propositions and all this other stuff that's supposed to go to towards education funding, but the raises for the teachers disappear somewhere in the process of giving everybody in the district a raise. And by the time it gets down to the teachers and support staff, it's disappeared into administration. So then, okay, so then why don't teachers get on uh, the backs of administration and make sure they do what they're supposed to do? I, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation, man. It really is. But the bottom line is, is, is that again, the, the economy went to the tank and everybody, private businesses, governments had to cut everything left and right. And Jan Brewer, 2009, cut a lot of spending to infrastructure at schools because she's just like, man, we just, we just don't have any money. Like, everything collapsed. So she did that, and you can't just make up a billion dollars just like that. The economy's been crap under Obama for eight years. And then all of a sudden we get threatened by teachers. We don't get what we want. We're going to walk out. So how do you think we're going to react? Well, I, I totally get it, and that's that's kind of why I've, I guess I'm calling in kind of to, to smooth the ruffled feathers. There's a lot of emotions that are going high right now, and I'm not going to make any decision on anything with, you know, purely on emotion. But I understand where the teachers, most of the teachers are coming from. I understand the the feelings behind it, and there is there is an issue. There's a problem. One of the issues is they can't find teachers that want to come here because they don't pay enough. Yeah. 
I, I is that really the reason? Is that I mean because what it's not I don't, I don't know if it's just the pay. Look at the last teacher. Who wants to go be a teacher when you can go get spit on, punched, stabbed with a pencil by kindergartners? You know, and that's that is another contributing factor. I agree, and she can talk, she could have told you what school it was at or what district yeah. that is at. But the problem is, is I was listening to that and I said, you know, why bother t- saying it again? Because it's been addressed by multiple media outlets already. What? The, the behavioral issues in schools. Yeah, I, you could say that till you're blue in the face, but until she says it's going on at my elementary school, this is the name, this is the principal, I've gone to him, he doesn't do anything about it, it stinks. Public pressure is what's needed. That's what we do to government agencies, that's what we do to uh, public officials, that's what we do to people that cheat the system privately, and then all of a sudden teachers complain, 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 and they never actually out the, the people that are responsible for it. Well, it's not the principal necessarily. Well, who the hell is it then? I mean, everybody complains. It, it is. It, a lot of it falls on the district administration because my principal and the assistant principal, their hands are tied to no end until something serious, more serious happens. Well, how do you get something serious to happen? If nobody's going to publicly say and call that school and demand things and there's going to be no pressure because it's bad press and bad publicity. You know, this is why people want to take the kids out of public school and go to private schools. Because they want they, they don't want to deal with the kids that are misbehaving because nothing happens to them and it ruins it for everybody else. So people get out of there and something left with bad kids, and then the teachers complain. But you know what? This is called competition. Well, and I don't know. I, I'm kind of disillusioned to private and charter schools as well. Because I know. I've seen some of the behaviors that come out of those schools, and I've seen some of the issues that are coming out of there as well. You know, like, so, yeah. there's you, you either have schools that claim to be schools that have performance excellence in the classroom, but you look, take a close look, and what's really going on is they're cheating the system and figuring out how to get really good scores on Exactly. So tests. why the hell do we have to pay more money then for that? Kids aren't coming out smarter. They're not more educated. I mean, it's not your fault. You're a teacher. You're being honest. It's not your fault. But then the emotion gets in, like you're saying, where people don't think clearly, and like that last lady, and it's like, you want us to pay for what? There's been no success stories. Or very little success stories, you know? So, listen, man, I well, appreciate I it. I thank, thank you. I, good luck. Thank you for doing what you do. It's tough. I'm not going to lie to you, and thank you. But, you know, my God, man. You admit, I mean, who the hell? And you know what? That, that last, Lori was right, though. That The family's breaking down, and then you have no, and I've said this forever, there's no public officials that call out bad parents. Who wants to be a teacher where you go to school where the parents don't give a crap? The kids are failing. You get blamed for it. You get attacked and verbally abused, and then you can't even do anything to defend yourself. And yet you want me to pay more money to that whole same system. For what? For what? Quit if you're a teacher in that situation. Until these politicians and parents get a dose of what they deserve, quit. I, you should do that. 751, we'll continue. It's KNST. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 
Yeah, let's do it. Hey, 808, what are you doing? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. By the way, I hope you don't under, I hope you don't take this the wrong way and think that I don't like teachers. No, 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 no. That, that has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. But anyway, we'll get to this stuff. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, teachers voted. Well, it, was not, it wasn't just teachers. It was teachers. It was... Uh, it was uh, other school employees. 78% of the more than 57,000 ballots cast said we should walk out Thursday. So they, they may or may not. Just because they voted that way doesn't mean they will. We'll just have to see. So be prepared for that. And is that going to make you happy as a parent? Second thing that I think you need to know is that the Comey memos have been released. All the notes that he took about meeting with Trump and stuff like that. And you know what it shows? It shows that uh, he made fun of uh, Loretta Lynch calling her basically dumb. Uh, saying it was a mistake that Obama, uh, this is all in his memos, Obama and Holder having a close relationship was a mistake. And he said, Trump said, if there's any collusion, anything my team did that's bad, you need to investigate it. We need to find out. That's what Trump said. And it turns out Comey broke the law. We'll see if he gets busted. Because Comey uh, released his memos, 15 pages, to his friend to release to the media. Turns out members of Congress got those memos yesterday, and there were a lot of redactions, meaning it was classified. So he put out classified memos. Holy smokes third thing i think you need to know finally let's see if something happens here the former number two guy andrew mccabe fbi former number two of the fbi inspector general has said a criminal referral is needed for andrew mccabe oh lock that guy up lock that guy up because he he lied to federal investigators federal officials not once twice not three four times each one of those is a five-year term. It could be a maximum of a five-year term. Why do they keep getting away with this? Maybe they won't. We'll see. Next month, in May, the Inspector General is coming out with a report on the Clinton email scandal and how that was handled. Oh, baby. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, uh, oh, Trump has a siren going on that the DNC is now suing over Russia, Trump, and WikiLeaks. How? What? What's what? I'll give you more as that comes out. There's nothing linked right now, but he apparently has the breaking news because Drudge is Drudge, and that's what Drudge does, right? Um. So there's that. But let's go back to the school thing right now, okay? Now I'm, this is really going to ruffle people's feathers. Before I tell you what a TSD board member said and everything else, and again, they may go on strike, and you could always chime in with your take. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I've received all kinds of emails on this. Phenomenal stuff. But let's let's take this. Let's go back, okay? Now, what are the teachers complaining about? They want more money. Uh, they're underfunded. Not enough money for books and supplies and whatever else. And the school's overcrowded. And it's dangerous. And they get attacked and spit on and punched and threatened and stabbed with pencils, even as kindergartners are doing this stuff. Now, why is this all happening? Let's go way back. Why is this all happening? Garrett, how can you make this political? Everything is political. Everything is political. You want to know why this started happening? Because the government started telling people you should depend on us. This is going back decades. Decades. Like Lori, who I argued with a teacher an hour ago, she said the family structure is breaking down. That's where this all happens, right? Parents no longer discipline kids like they used to. You know this, I know this. Schools can't discipline kids, can't say anything bad because they'll get sued. Because the Democrats and the Libs have made it this way. It's true. It's true. Think about it. What would happen if all of a sudden a, t- a kindergartner spit at, 
Kerstat punched a teacher back in the year 1970, 1965, 1975, 1980. What would happen? You'd bring the kid to the office. You'd bring the parents in. And the parents, the parents, parents would be embarrassed and mortified by how their kid was acting, what the kid did, and they would go home and discipline the child. However that means. What is a spanking? I don't know. Punishment? Whatever. Doesn't happen nowadays, now does it? I've said for the longest time that uh, superintendents, city council people, mayors, public officials, they're a bunch of clowns. They're a bunch of phonies because you want kids to do better at school. It's not always the teacher's fault. I mean, there are always going to be bad teachers, and there's always good teachers, too. But at the end of the day, a teacher can be the best teacher ever, and if the kid doesn't come home and do, go home and do his homework, and parents don't force the kid to study, do homework, do what the kid needs to do, there's nothing the teacher can do to make the, the, the child succeed. And it has become very non-PC for lawmakers, public officials, to call out parents for doing a crappy job. It's like they're afraid to hurt the feelings of the parents. And that has also trickled down to these same people afraid to call out parents for not being good parents and disciplining their kids. And who pays the price for this? The teachers. The teachers pay the price. The teachers are the ones that have to deal with unruly kids who think they can get away with everything because the parents never actually never actually have any discipline, never, never have any structure. Not all parents, but certain parents. Certain schools in certain socioeconomic areas. Right? They never have the discipline for the kids. So the teachers have to pay the price. And it's not fair for teachers. But then the question is, you want more money, how is that going to change? How is that going to change? I get it. Teachers feel like they want to get paid more because they're getting abused sometimes. I get it. How is that going to change? You get paid an extra 3000 bucks a year. You get brand new books. Is it going to change anything? And if it doesn't change anything, can I get my money back? How is it going to change? I don't know if it's all about money at this point. I really think it's all about superintendents getting a set of cojones on them, but they're usually a bunch of libs that don't want to actually offend anybody and say the truth. Right? They don't want, they don't want to. You know what? That teacher that called in an hour ago, Lori, said that she yesterday alone in her kindergarten class, she was stabbed by a kid with a pencil, punched. By another kid, cursed at, spit at, everything, right? Where is the principal? Where are the administrators on her side to make sure she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to work in those areas? You know, we always we, we the media loves talking about the libs talking about a, a safe work environment, right? It's got to be a safe work environment. We need a safe space, that kind of stuff. Teachers can't get safe spaces now. Not all of them. There are certain school districts and certain schools that I'm sure are just phenomenal for teachers in certain areas where parents are there and they make sure that the kids do the work, that's where it is. But ever since the government told people, you know what, you have a kid, we'll give you more money. You're not married, it's okay, we'll take care of you, we'll give you this, we'll give you this, we'll give you this. Why should you act responsible when we'll actually pay to cover your irresponsibility? That, that's honestly, I'm just telling you the way it is, that's the fact, nobody else wants to say it, I will, what do you want from me? Government said, we will cover you if you live irresponsibly. We will cover you, right? My wife and I waited till we were in our 30s to have kids. 30s. 30s. 
We Not long enough. We weren't 19. Shut up. We weren't 19. <laughs> we weren't 21. We weren't 22. 16? Yeah. You know what? Now, all of a sudden, you know, hey, you're a single parent. You decide to have kids with two different people, this, that, and keep having them over and over and over. You know what? We'll give you food stamps. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. Blah, blah, blah. There's no accountability. And then the parents don't hold their own kids accountable because they've never been accountable. This all stems from large government taking over people's lives. And the fact that nobody is willing to call out people for making a mistake because they don't want to seem mean. When they're not mean, they're just a realist. They're just a realist. And you could ask for all the money in the world that you want. You have these horrible kids behaving horribly. I can give you an extra $15,000 a year raise and buy all kinds of new books and nothing is going to change. And that's the bottom line. And if I'm wrong about that, please let me know. 880 KNSC, 880-5678. That's the fact. That's the that's what I think. If you disagree, you can go right to the front. But that's the fact. And that, honestly, that's not attacking teachers. That's just going back to big government and people with the ideology of big government as well. That's what it comes down to. You can email me, Garrett at KNST.com. You could call 880-KNSC, 880-5678. That's two R's, one T. Thank you. Yep. On Twitter at Garrett Lewis. But that's the truth. This all goes back to the government taking over the role of dad, the role of parent, and then they don't want to actually do, be the parents. They don't want to do it. They want to act like the mom and dad and provide things for the kid so the parent doesn't have to. They don't have to work for it as much. They're covered. There's the safety net. But then they don't want to actually discipline the child. And then the child doesn't get disciplined at home either, and the child turns out to be an unruly freak of nature making it bad and impossible for the teacher to teach the kids that want to actually learn, that are well-behaved. And that's why people move out of crappy areas with crappy schools because the kids are the problem. Not the teachers, the kids. And the administration that refuses to call out the parents and knock on the door and say, do a better job with your freaking kid. Do a better job. It's your responsibility. I got this from... Michael Hicks, TUSD board member. For TUSD, the problem is the school board and our students' rights and responsibilities policy, which allows students to do what it is that they're doing. Can't change it? It's, and he says, and it's, I've always said, the further, you, the further away from students you get, the more money you can make. He said, district administration wants to keep their discipline down so their numbers look good, so a lot of discipline isn't even reported. A lot of problems, he means. See, that's the freaking problem. We have teachers that won't call out the problems at the school. What school's the problem? The fact they're not handling this and making it dangerous for teachers to actually go to work. I'm on the teacher's side for that. But the teachers aren't willing to speak up on that. Then nothing gets changed. So don't ask me for more money, because all we're going to do is throw money at the problem, and that doesn't fix the problem. I had a caller say, if, if you won't fight for yourself, yeah. why will anybody else fight Eggs, for you? That's a great point. That's a great point. God, it's frustrating. It's right there. It's like having kids. You know, you know what this is? This is like a Trump moment where Trump came out and said, you know, we got a problem with this country. The biggest problem, illegal immigration. We got to secure the border. Got to build the wall. Mexico is not sending over the best people. And they aren't. And everybody that's soft. Oh, my God, he's racist. He's not racist. He told the truth. And I'm giving you the truth right now. That's the bottom line. And you know what? Money isn't going to fix it. It's just not going to happen. 
880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll continue in five. Get your reaction. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 827, thanks for hanging out. We'll get into uh, the Steve Christie. I mean, phenomenal for me, not for him. Debacle of an interview that he did yesterday with Allie Miller at 910 this morning. He challenged Allie Miller. He hasn't responded to my text saying, hey, you want to come in Monday or Tuesday? Sit in studio with Allie. Figure out this whole situation in Green Valley with this park. Uh, and the Borderlands guy, Borderland Construction, Morgan North, uh, called the radio station yesterday, called management to try to uh, get in contact with me to set me straight, saying that this is not right, I'm getting it wrong. And, I, and Ryan reached out back to him and said, no, 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 we don't, we don't do the off the... Uh, I mean, I'll talk to people off the air, don't get me wrong, but this is not one of the off the air times. If you have something to say, say it on the air, because I'm not buying this off the record garbage, not not now. So we'll get to all that at 9.10 this morning. Uh, sunny, about 76, windy today, so watch out. Hopefully the wind... It looks like it's not going to be nearly as windy this weekend, which would be good. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's a lot of stuff that we need to to talk about and to go over, get reaction to all of these things. Uh, especially, I thought that was just an epic rant that I I just said. Uh, here's one, before I get to the calls, one, I got a bunch of emails, one from Dwayne. Talking about the, the teacher, Lori, from the last hour, 30-year teacher. He said, the current caller, I mean, Lori, was last hour, 30 years teaching. It's incorrect. She can't change her career. I did. After 30 plus years in aviation, I now work for a software company making six figures. I have no college degree. It can be done. People just need to move out of their comfort zone. Dwayne in Vail. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what else do we have? And well, we'll get to all that stuff. Hang on. Let me just go to uh, James. It's been waiting a while. James, welcome to KNST. Hello. Morning, Garrett. What's it's up? It's been an excellent show. You've had me in stitches all morning. Uh, thank you, man. I'm glad you enjoy it. Listen, you've covered the disciplinary problem. Twelve years ago, I was in the school, did my thing. I saw teachers being spit on and kicked at that time. I raised complaints to the principal, the administration. They did absolutely nothing. What they do with the kids, when they act up in classes, they send them to the administration for five minutes, and then they're back in the class. Mm-mm. When you talk to the teachers, the teachers will tell you that's how it's done. The teachers aren't allowed to discipline their children, so therefore they have no class management. That's what's going on there, and it falls on the administration, not the teachers. Exactly. So you've done an excellent job with that one. Where I'm chiming in is the hiring practices in administration. I can add to this by explaining what's gone on. I've learned this. I've been educated on this. There are hiring practices which come from the, the boards, the uh, TUSD board and all mm-hmm. the other boards that govern the schools. What they do is they set up boards to hire people. On these boards, the people they hire for them are straight-up socialists, mm-hmm. and they're communists. Yep. And it, the people they're hiring, if they don't have that taint, they don't have that hiring. There they're not go. hired. There you go. Second of all, I'll blow a hole in the teacher's argument. They're arguing about earning $48,000 a year, $42,000 a year, well, go ahead and quit your job and find another job here paying you that much because it doesn't exist with what you have for an education. If you think driving a truck is going to pay you like it pays a teacher, it's not going to happen. Furthermore, you're going to be working year-round. There are holes in the teacher's argument. I know. With, with, besides that, remember this. Everything falls on administration. It does not fall on the teachers because it is administration that allows this to occur. Exactly. You know what? You're right. Hang on a second. Because in the real world, this would never fly. 
right? If yeah. I right here on the radio station, any professional business, any non-school, right? If all of a sudden people work and they're getting stabbed with pencils, punched in the face, spit on, there would be firings. There would be, I know these are kids, but there needs to be discipline. There, whenever, Even if it's not a spitting incident, a fighting incident, if there's an issue at a workplace, it gets resolved. Somebody either gets fired, it gets resolved, people get talked to, there's discipline situations, there's, there, they, it, it you stops. can't, you, it stops. Why does it not stop? And tell me, in what world is it okay for a principal and administrator to look the other way and let teachers get attacked left and right? It's just, honestly, they need to come under the microscope and explain why that should happen. Now that is a bunch of garbage. Out of the park. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're hitting it out of the park. See, this is where it lies. And again, people say, well, don't make it political. Sorry, folks. They've made it political for us. Exactly. Yeah. See, they, they come from the wrong premise. They say what happens is the administration pushes it over on us. No, that's not true. You're hired to do a job. Do the job. There it is. That's the thing. If you don't like it, nobody's holding a gun to your head. That's right. And go see if you can get paid in this community higher than what you are right now and only work nine months a year. And, well, you know, we don't. We do more than that. You don't understand. We all, listen, again, I, <laughs> every, my wife is in, again, she's in bed at 10 o'clock doing work. Uh, I know, I know. It, it happens. It happens. It's, it's I, I life know. in America. You're right. James, I appreciate it, brother. Thank, Thank you, man. You, my brother. Take care. But that's, what about life in a fast lane? Well, it used to be that way. That was the 80s. So, I mean, just think about this. Why is there no outrage that for years now, probably at least a decade or two, teachers have been victims of assault? I mean, if I was a victim of assault in this building, do you think nothing would happen? And it's not me. If there was a sales assistant, a victim of assault, do you think nothing would happen? And you get these dopey principals and administrators, and then these teachers just sit there and take it. I don't get it. We'll continue coming up. Here's Fox. Hello. It's 840. How you doing? It's Friday. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, teachers here. Teachers, school workers, school employees voted uh, 7% that they should walk out on Thursday of next week. Will they? We'll see. But they said they want to. The threat is there. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Comey memos are out. And uh, it's 15 pages. And it turns out he actually leaked classified info because the, he gave him to his buddy who gave him to the media, read him to the media. And the members of Congress got it yesterday. And there was a lot of redactions, meaning it was classified. Dude broke, charge him. He broke the law. The hell? Uh, third thing, I, and by the way, uh, Trump in that in the memos, he Jim Comey wrote down that Trump actually requested that he investigate any I, if there's any collusion, find it. He wants to know if anybody did anything wrong so we can take care of it. He wrote that in his own memos. No wonder the media hates Jim Comey now. Third thing, it's true. Third thing, I think you need to know. Uh, this is just happening. The Democrats really this. So Bob Mueller can't find anything. Rudy Giuliani was just hired by Trump's legal team. To, and as Rudy said, he told the Washington Post, hopefully we're going to negotiate an end to this Mueller investigation in a week or two. Because there's nothing there. So to make sure that they keep it going, the Democratic Party, they literally have no message. They have nothing. Blue Wave, really? They filed a suit because they want to keep the narrative going. That's a lie. They filed a suit alleging Russia, the Trump campaign, and WikiLeaks conspired to disrupt the 2016 election. Dude, it was the Democratic Party. That paid $12 million, Democrats and Hillary, $12 bucks to a foreign agent. 
a British former spy who used Russian intelligence to come up with a fake dossier against Trump. And these clowns are suing. Oh, this is just, this is rich. They said Russia is a willing and active partner of the Trump campaign, and they helped defeat Hillary. Hillary paid for a Russian aid, for, for, for a foreign agent to use Russian intelligence to try to take down Trump. More, oh, this is so good. Three Stop things, whining. I know, three things I think you need to know. So good. So good. Uh, I'll get the calls in just one sec. This is interesting. I got an email. This is interesting. I thought about this. Are the teachers doing this four months, be- or, I'm sorry, what is this, April, uh, eight, uh, seven months before an election? Six and a half months. You have this wacko Democratic governor candidate, uh, David Garcia, who while the one time on this show asked on the air if we could send him questions in advance next time so he'd be better prepared. Freaking moron. We have that soundbite. Might have to play it. Uh, anyway, you have a big Democrat there. The teachers love that. Listen, the unions, the teachers, they love You could say, oh, I'm a Republican, whatever. They support Democrats. They go out on Election Day. They get the day off, and they knock on doors and drive people to polls for Democrats. So get out of here. Uh, are they doing this to make Ducey look bad, to try to get a Democrat in office? I'm getting emails about that. It might be true. It might be true. Dave, welcome to KNST. Hello, Dave. Uh, yes, sir. Just a couple points. Uh, first, uh, you look up the uh, census statistics in Tucson. The median income for a male in Tucson is just over 28000 For a female, just over 23000 per wait, year. Wait, say, say it again. Say it again. Median income for a male in Tucson. Yeah, is a little bit more than twenty-eight thousand a year. For a female, it's a little bit more than twenty-three thousand. That's the median. Sexist median household city income that is. is just over thirty thousand. There you go. Well, it's Call Center USA, so I know what you're saying. So then, why are teachers complaining if they're made? Some teachers here are making thirty-four thousand. Some are making thirty-three. Some. I get it. Listen, it's not a lot of money. I I understand. No, it's not. But they get these. These are people working, getting two weeks vacation a year, not three months. Yes, uh, that's and that's a, we don't get that. We have to keep up with stuff, and about, yeah, they get paid to go on those conferences to keep up with their education and their, their requirements. And to add insult to injury, I actually have to teach the people that they graduate from high school. Oh, yeah, you teach okay. a Pima, you teach a Pima, right? That's correct. So that's the thing. Okay, so uh, so we have to have students taking remedial algebra mm-hmm. just to take my chemistry class. There you go, because they they, they were is, they were passed on through high school to make sure they keep getting the dollars from the federal government. They're not taught they, well, and then they have to go take basically high school all over again in college. Exactly. In fact, one of the classes I teach, the one I'm teaching this semester, is basically high school chemistry oh. in college. It's the same book. Now we've changed to an ebook, but uh, historically it's been basically the same textbook that they use in uh, uh, on the north the schools on the north side. Really. In high school, yeah. Ugh. But they want more they, money. Then but, they can take real chemistry after yeah. that. They, well, again, and that's what, you know, again, do the teachers, are they at fault? Are they doing a bad job? Is it the parents? Is the administration? It's a combination of things. But that's why I say, my, you know, all of a sudden they're getting an extra five grand a year in pay and they get brand new books. Is it really going to make that much of a difference? I don't see any difference. I don't, I don't see it either. I don't see it either. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the insights. Have a good weekend. And again, I, I'm on the I'm on the side of teachers when it comes to this. Again, I, this is the biggest thing. All you hear about them is say a bunch of animals, you got crazy kids, you got people getting attacked. We had Rachel Sedgwick with her ridiculous views on guns and everything, saying that they're going over discipline stuff and discipline this and discipline that, and the teachers are upset. But nobody really talks about that. You haven't really seen a big expose or a big report or anything else. And you know what person would put up with getting attacked at work every single day? Leave for, you know what, strike 
the teachers should have gone on strike a long time ago to say they will not work under these conditions and force the schools to improve them and get some discipline back in there because then maybe kids would actually learn a little bit more. But you know what? If they have to expel some of these kids that are bad because the parents aren't doing their job, that's less money those schools are getting from the federal government now, isn't that? And they want to keep the discipline stats down because they want to say, well, we're a great school. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man, this is just insane. 880-KNST, 880-5678. It's all coming. Out. The teachers wanted, they wanted this, didn't they? They wanted this. They wanted this. Now we're now we're talking about it all. I and mean, honestly, teachers should be, you know what, Garrett, you're right. I'm looking out for you. You might not get paid more money, not right now. But you're going to you're going to school in in I don't want to say a war zone because I don't want to put that lightly, but you're going to it's dangerous. And you're victims. And nobody has your back. And there's not one other place in town, not one other business in southern Arizona or this country that would actually put up with this stuff. Me Too movement, right? Me Too. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello, Mike. Hey, good morning, Garrett. How are you? All right, what's happening, man? Well, last night I was doing some homework. Um, if you go to the TUSD website, you can look up what is called the Consent Agreement for 2017-2018. Okay. It's the Arizona Education Association, their collective bargaining agreement, their union contract, if you will, for those teachers that are unionized. Sure. Um, it's an 80-page document. Um, some tidbits of information I thought you'd find interesting. Number one, on page, on page 31 of the document, a workday for a teacher, according to this union contract, a teacher is not to work any more than seven and a half hours a day. Wow. 37.5 hours a week. Again, it's the consent agreement. Anybody can look this up online. They work no more than 180 days a year. Now, the agreement says that there's a total of 207 days that are going to be comprising this contract for which they get paid, starting as little as $37,000 and some change a year for a first-year teacher. Mm -hmm. But the contract says no more than 180 days of classroom teaching worked at at seven and a half hours a day or 37 and a half hours a week max of teaching. 20 days will consist of vacation days and another six days, two, uh, I think it's three days, three days of grading, three days of in-service, and then one day dedicated for the end of the year grading. But when you do the math, Garrett, 180 days translates to just under 26 working weeks. That means that at 37 and a half hours a week, a teacher, according to this contract, works 975 hours a year. A salary of $37,000 divided by 975 hours means that these teachers average just under $38 an hour. Mm. The American who works 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year, works about 2,080 hours a year. You stretch this out, which is an option for these teachers to stretch their paychecks out into the summer vacation, into the uh, 20 days of vacation they have and so forth. That's a salary of just under under $79,000 a year. Now, this includes medical, disability, and so forth, but you go to the Arizona Education Association website and look up what they define as their... uh, uh, let's see, what do they call it? It's their site learner homework. Say you are an advocate for the union and you want to sign people up. You go to that document on their website. 
uh, page 12 states that you can sign up and become a member of the uh, Arizona Education Association for the low, low cost of $364 a paycheck, meaning that over a the paycheck? course of a year, a paycheck, $7,280 a year are deducted from a teacher's salary for the first year. That is 19% of their gross, uh, it's 19% of their salary when you do the math. Oh, man. And again, I would encourage anybody who's curious, look up the bargaining agreement. It's on the TUSD website listed as their consensus agreement. Well, you know what's interesting? I got, I got an email from a, from a listener who said, why don't they just have their unions renegotiate their contracts? Why do they have to go on strike? And, they, and Garrett, that's the only thing I cannot find is I could not look up strike pay, but if this, can, if this contract or this union runs like other unions that I've had the experience of working with, the teachers would have to work the picket lines for at least six hours a day they earn 60% of their pay typically. That's reasonable customary among unions. And the union dues still get deducted at the full amount. Wow. Interesting. Wow. I'm going to have to check. I'm going to have to go to the website and read through this over the weekend. Now, see, I'm going to have to do more work to take home. That's what I have to do. Hang on. Ryan wants to talk to you. Hang on for me. I'm up against a break. Hang on for me. 851 will continue on KNST. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Baby, what is happening? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. What a, is that bad? Really? That's what I feel like. Ryan and I feel like we've run a marathon today. Well, that's what we do. We do a good show for you. Unless you like don't you know, disagree with us, you don't like us, you hate us. But it's still a good show. You can't deny the fact that it's still a good show. You just can't do it. Anyway, there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, 78% of over 57,000 school employees cast ballots and said they want to walk out next Thursday. They want to walk out. They're done. So just be on the lookout for that. Second thing that I think you need to know. You know what's sad is that you've been listening to the show. You're going to be up to speed on everything And there'll be a lot of people that don't get it. And they'll be suckered by the talking points. Whatever. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Comey memos are out. And uh, and he broke the law by leaking them to his buddy, giving to his buddy. They classified info. Members of Congress got these memos yesterday, and there was all kinds of redacted information. What wasn't redacted, Trump apparently told Comey, investigate everything. If there's anybody on my team who did anything wrong with collusion or whatever, I want to know about it. Sounds like a guy trying to hide stuff, huh? Rudy Giuliani added to the Trump team, Said he wants you to the Washington Post. Uh, I'm going to negotiate for the good of the country. Hopefully, in a week or two, an end to this whole Mueller investigation. There's nothing. Why? Third thing, I think you need to know. This is related. The Democrats literally have no platform, no ideas, nothing. All they want to do to try to win in November. I think they're realizing the blue wave ain't really that big of a blue wave. It's not much of a wave at all. I, mean, I could be wrong, but they want to keep this going because they have no ideas. People are benefiting from tax cuts. They like the border being secure. They want the wall. They want this stuff. They want terrorists. They like the trade deals that are happening. They like all this stuff, right? So the Democrats, the idealist party, idealists, they have no ideas. They are now suing. They announced today they have a lawsuit against Russia. 
the Trump campaign and WikiLeaks saying that they they conspired to disrupt the 2016 election. The same party with Hillary and the DNC paying 12 million bucks funneling it illegally, it looks like, to a law firm who then used that money to pay Fusion GPS, who paid a foreign agent in Christopher Steele, a British MI6 guy, who then used Russian intelligence to make a fake dossier to present to a FISA court and FISA judge to get a warrant to spy on Trump and his people. But the Republicans are the one. Trump's the one that conspired. Oh, okay, right. Good luck. Three things I think you need to know. Now that we have that done. (laughs) Wait till Rush and Hannity and Levin pipe in about that, huh? But let's focus on some local stuff right here, too. Steve Christie didn't do himself any favors yesterday. Didn't do himself any favors yesterday. Uh, Coming on the show and trying to say why he supported the Green Valley Out of Business Golf Course, Kanoa Hills. Um, The land owned, the golf course owned by Morgan North, who owns Borderlands Construction. Gets a lot of contracts with Pima County, which is fine. This guy, and I'm getting hit up by some guy on Twitter and Facebook telling me I should respect. No joke, I swear to God. I need to respect where where let me let me let me let me get the exact thing right here because this is pretty cool. Morgan is a stand-up kind of a man, which is more than I can say for the board of supers. This was a Huckleberry deal that he pushed through. There's nothing shady about Morgan or his son. I never mentioned his son. I don't care. They give a great deal to the local community and should be respected. This is what somebody named George Wright wrote to me. Morgan was already partners in Kanoa Hills, San Ignacio, and Kanoa Ranch golf courses before he purchased it outright. They reopened both Kanoa and San Ignacio golf courses, then closed Kanoa as it was losing big money. That's not true. Green Valley News reported in 2014, Morgan bought it, and it was already closed. Why would he buy a closed golf course? Anyway, he says he purchased it very cheap, not for development, without rezoning uh, from... Residential housing, I guess, RH, whatever. It would not be feasible to rezone 20 acres that are broken up into separate parcels. Whatever it is. He said, this is a Huckleberry deal. That is where you should be focusing your attention. Well, I'm like, you know what? Morgan agreed to it. And he actually, Morgan called into um, somebody that works here in this building, uh, or somebody called into this. Somebody that knows Morgan called in and tried to get my information to talk to me because Morgan wanted to set me straight because apparently there's misinformation. And uh, what was it again? He's not. Uh... Well, anyway, this person said, I'm not giving you Garrett's number. Give me his number. So Ryan reached out to Morgan and we invited him on the show to state his case. And he declined. Um, he just wanted to talk to me off the air for 10 minutes. I was not interested in that. I, you know, I can't, I've talked to people off the air. I get it. But this was an on the air thing. Either you come on the air and state your case, which is fine. If I'm getting it wrong, say it on the air. We even invited him in the studio, but then we were told he told Ryan he's too busy. Too busy. Whatever. Uh, So to uh, talk about all this stuff, and apparently Steve, again, um, had it very off yesterday about the amount of parks in Green Valley, everything else, to to react to all this. Allie Miller, uh, Pima County Supervisor District 1, joins us now. Allie, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Good. I, I want to play some sound bites from the interview yesterday real quick and, and have you comment. Um, okay. Ryan, can we play? Um, I need you to play number 74 right out of the gate. Uh, Steve, the supervisor, Christie, came out guns a blazing and uh, and said this. Here we go. 
I'm doing great, and I'm looking forward to refuting all the false allegations that Supervisor Miller made on your show yesterday, and wow. if possible, issuing uh, several personal challenges to Supervisor Miller as we progress. So, uh, personal challenges. I, I guess it meant um, stop funding the parks that already existed in your district. But <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. afterwards, I said, "Hey, do you want to come into the studio?" Monday or Tuesday, send him a text, never heard back, which is fine. He's on, I don't know if he's out of town, whatever, but he has I'm my number. I'm willing to do it. Okay, you're willing to do yeah. it. Yeah. We'll get to the, the bottom of this, because he tried to paint you to be uh, a bit out there. Let's. I want to play one more and have you comment on this. Okay. Um, number, let's do, uh, let's do 68. Let's do 68. Uh, he tried to compare parks to parks and stuff. Here we go. If it's so bad that we're going to spend maybe seventy to $90,000 a year for one park to keep it open, it's got to be equally as bad to spend $3 million in maintaining 17 parks that the whole county is paying for in Supervisor wow. Miller's district. $3 million. Steve, I mean, now, I know you know. You know thing. Yeah, she okay. has, let me tell you uh, just one more very mm. interesting fact on park maintenance. It costs $3.1 million a year to maintain the parks in Supervisor Miller's district. And that, to me, I think is a huge amount of money. But, you know, Green Valley and my district, which goes north from Mount Lemon, south all the way to Green Valley, the cost of maintaining our three parks is $362,000 for three parks. It costs ten times that amount to maintain the parks in Supervisor Miller's districts. Yet there's no outrage over that huge three over over her tenure on the board five and a half years. That's fifteen million dollars at least. They could have, in her fuzzy thinking, gone to the roads, Eric. Uh, Derek, that's Garrett. Uh, what's your reaction to that? Well, first of all, I didn't realize we're in a contest over who has the most parks, and and it is not true that District Four only has three parks. And that's I think his. anybody that lives there knows better. Um, I think it's closer to 20. Um, there are various types of parks and various, you know, they have ranches, Kanoa Ranch, all of these ranches in Green Valley that are for the open space. But end of the day, that isn't what this is about. And it's not about the borderlands construction, you know, the gentleman there. What it's about is he, uh, Supervisor Christie, has been supporting and touting that we need a sales tax to fix the roads. And the reason he says that we need the sales tax to fix the roads is because we don't have any funds to fix the roads. And to do this in the middle of that whole discussion, to, to come out and say, oh, we need to take this park in at this time, and there, uh, I, I don't know what he's talking about, misinformation. We had three different memos from Chuck Uckleberry, and if you've ever gotten his memos, the the terms and numbers change every single time, and they conflict. But it, it went from, you know, uh, 90000 for improvements. They had information about possibly purchasing uh, a maintenance building, which they didn't end up doing, but also $300,000 for the restrooms is the estimated cost to build them. And they're saying, we're hoping to solicit donations from the community. Well, we did that on the uh, memorial, that January 8th memorial, and we aren't seeing the funds come rolling in for that. And then it's going to be $100,000. That was the last number we got from Chuck in the latest update memo was $100,000 per year for maintenance. 
and that number went up from 80,000 in his memo two weeks prior, and it already went up 25%. End of the day, we don't need to keep spending money that we don't have. And that's what this is about. Uh, you know, we bailed out American Airlines. We bought $16 million worth of land we didn't need. We built a, a wastewater building for a million dollars, or we bought it that we didn't need. A $5 million lab for the U of A at the wastewater plant. The church property, I don't know if you remember that, that we overpaid for. On and on. And all of these things add up. And and to I, I personally could never sit and look the taxpayers in the eye and say, we need more money when this kind of thing is going on. So to say that we need to, uh, you know, close down the parks in District 1, I think that's just ridiculous. And uh, we need to uh, really start focusing on cutting the spending versus to continue to add parks to do this kind of thing. And quite frankly... In the scheme of things, this isn't a huge amount of money, but it all adds up. It really does. Yeah. Um, now, this golf course, again, um, I'm getting hit up with, and I know you don't want to talk about uh, the Borderlands guy, and it is what it is, but he bought a golf course, according to the Green Valley News, that was already out of business. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was already out of business, so it's just sitting there. So I don't know why you'd buy something already out of business unless you were going to open it up again. Who knows, but so, that's his personal ex- business. Exactly, and, that, and that's fine. Um but if he was letting it fall into disrepair, is it the county that would fine him if, if it was overgrown? Would it be an HOA in that area? Do you have any idea how that would work? Well, if there are uh, weeds overgrown and uh, it becomes, as Sheriff Napier described it, as a major fire hazard, um, that should have been addressed. Um, you know, the residents I should have contacted the county and that should have been addressed. Um, I don't know what transpired. I don't know the records of what happened there, but all of that should have been addressed. And um, this is going to be a huge expense. That was the memorandum we got from the Parks and Rec Department. It is going to cost a lot of money. And the people are calling already is what we're hearing. They're already contacting us saying we need this park cleaned up. And it's just an expense we don't need. And it's it's, you know, I just look at it and go the optics of the whole situation for the taxpayers, right? We can't fix your roads. We haven't been able to fix your roads for 20 years. Yet every time, you know, we want to do the courthouse, well, we can mortgage the buildings for that. We want to build soccer fields, well, we can go and mortgage buildings for that. And this golf course is just adding insult to injury. And uh, that's what this is about. It's not about who's got the most parks or who's costing what. And and we are getting that data just just to uh, make sure, but uh, we couldn't get it this quickly. But, you know, to look at that. And um, end of the day, uh, it is something that uh, we should not be doing now. Uh, we should not be taking in more parks. We shouldn't be taking on anything. We should and, – and think about it. Uh, it's Supervisor Christie's plan just – fix the roads. Mm-hmm. This is, there you go, Steve. If you wonder why we're not able to get the roads fixed, it's, yeah, it's not much money. It's just a little bit. Well, if you add them all up, you can't just fix the roads. And this is the problem. And it's been the problem for years. This is what Chuck Huckleberry does. Every time he sees a piece of land he wants, or he wants another building, whatever he wants, he'll go and do it. And end of the day, the roads always suffer, and they're the last priority, and it should be the first priority. I do agree with Supervisor Christie on that, but I hope he I hope he looks at this and goes, yeah, you're right. 
You know, I'm saying just fix the roads and then I want to do this. Um, and as long as we continue doing this kind of thing, taking in parks that we shouldn't be taking in, we're going to continue with this road problem. We're not going to solve the problem. Um, I want to, uh, I, can I keep you over for just a couple of minutes? I want to ask you one, because I don't sure. know how this works. I mean, Steve said he wasn't involved in the negotiations when I asked him. I'll play that sound by when we get back. Okay. Um, and, and then, so I want to find out if, if this happened, if all of a sudden somebody's going to donate a whole bunch of land to your district, would you be involved? Don't answer that now. Okay. We'll do that in a second. And then I want to ask also about this, this whole idea of what Steve wants to do, which is to have this new tax, a sales tax. Um, rumor has it that it wouldn't even be dedicated to actually fixing the roads. So I wanted to get that talked about as well. Hang with me if you don't mind, Allie, okay? Okay. All right, thank you. Allie Miller, Pima County Supervisor, District 1, right here on KNST AM 790. Shun. 9.27, thank you for hanging out. Sunny, about 76. Windy today. Looks like the wind will die down to the normalcy tomorrow, which would be nice. Wouldn't that be good? By the way, this entire show, Ryan will put it up at uh, my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. Also, I'll put it up on my... I'll get it out there. I'll put it on KNST.com. We're going to put all, and, and specific parts of it too, the calls, the segments, my rants. It's just really good. And I can say that because I've been doing it. But anyway, we'll continue right now. What's oh, that bad? It's good. It's good. Uh, Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller, District 1, rejoins us. Hi, Allie. Thank you for hanging Hi. out. Um, just so we can clarify also, on the video, um, that the whole this whole thing that came down a couple days ago, we played it on the air, was on your YouTube page. The whole video of the Pima County Supervisors meeting, uh, you said that the the taxes that the property taxes that are paid by the the owner of this golf course were eighty eight hundred bucks a year, but it's actually more than that, isn't it? Yeah, that was a mistake, um, and we went back and clarified it. It's roughly nineteen, a little more than nineteen thousand per year. So there's some more lost revenue, and every time you the county takes these properties in inventory, we're shrinking the tax base. So more and more has to be absorbed by the, you know, the taxpayers in the community. Um, so here we go yet again. Why wasn't this, you know, we, we have to stop taking these lands into the county inventory. We just have to stop doing that because we're shrinking the tax base and the taxpayers that are here are getting overburdened. As you know, our mm-hmm. our primary property tax rate is about three more than three times the rate in Maricopa County. And we've gotta we've gotta get our spending under control and we have to stop uh doing business the way that we've been doing it. Uh, I agree. So this guy bought an out of business golf course in twenty fourteen and was paying a little over nineteen grand a year approximately in property taxes. I mean, why, why would he do that? Why would he keep it? Why would he want I mean, it just makes no sense. But I want to hear, let's play, Ryan, can you play number 73? I want you to hear this. I asked Steve this yesterday. Here we go. Who, who, was, who was part of negotiating all this? Just Chuck Huckleberry? This was between the, the uh, I'm sure it was between the, the county administrator, Mr. Huckleberry, and the Parks and Recreation Department. You had nothing to do there? You, were, you're, you represent the district. You didn't have any say? I didn't. Ha- I didn't have any of the actual negotiations because I put it out to the community for, to allow them to find uh, uh, if this was something that they wanted to back and wanted to support, and they overwhelmingly did. Okay. First off, would you know if this happened in your district? Would you be part of that? Or I mean, I, I don't know how this works. Who would be? Wouldn't it, wouldn't the supervisor that represents the district be somehow involved in the negotiations? Yeah, I. I you know, I think that they might get a. You know, people would approach them and talk to them about a possible donation. And I can tell you, uh, his his office was intimately involved in this because I have a copy of a memo from August of 2017 
where um, it appears his chief of staff was inquiring about um, the the uh, donation of the Kanoa Hills golf course, and they got a response back from Chuck Huckleberry that said the response from Parks and Rec, Rec indicates that they would decline the donation. Is that so, because, and Steve said that's because they were under the impression it would actually be a golf course. Um, no, that's not the case. If you read the uh, response back from them, which I have, they're talking about the cost of cleaning it all up. They said it's going to be very expensive. There's culverts. There's standing water. There's going to be mosquitoes that have to be abated. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, grasses. I think it's buffalo grass that's growing. And once you start, we're only supposed to be clipping that down a couple times a year. Once you start doing that, guess what happens when you trim your plants back? They grow like crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to probably get even, you know, become even more difficult to maintain in terms of keeping those grasses and, and things down. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, as far as how that all transpired, it's very clear that uh, his chief of staff did an inquiry in August asking uh, Mr. Huckleberry about the status on the, uh, the proposed donation. Man, this is, uh, I mean, again, that's, we, we just, I think we all need answers for this. So, so you would have been involved. He said well, he wasn't I really involved. Well, I wouldn't be necessarily involved in a negotiation, mm. but, you know, if some, I've had uh, a person that was interested in donating a few acres of land and they came in to see me. I referred it over to, I think it was the floodplain, and then they, they have to go through the real okay. estate division here and do that. So, I, yeah, as far as being involved in the details of negotiation, no. And you're, and you're, getting, you're saying there are a lot of people that are calling up and uh, emailed a lot of attention Well, you know, I'm already hearing that, that there are people who are, you know, the minute this got taken into the county inventory, they're wanting, you know, of course they're going to want it cleaned up. They've been sitting there for I don't know how many years while this course has been closed with weeds. And there's, from what I understand, there's about 500 houses that butt up to this golf course. So they're sitting there overlooking a, you know, weeds and overgrown golf course. When they purchased the home, they paid a premium to sit on the edge of that golf course, and now they're looking at an overgrown mess. Yeah, it's gross. So I'm sure they're going to jump on that and get say, we want it cleaned up yesterday. Of course. Uh, can you hang on? I just got to get a couple more things to you. Like, what would happen if there wasn't a deal? What would it, what would the land do? How would it be? How would it be handled? And then I want to talk about, again, the gas tax. Okay. Uh, the gas tax revenue. Can you hang on for me, if you don't mind? Sure. All right, thank you. Uh, Allie Miller, we will continue in five. Here is Fox. Third thing I think you need to know is that the DNC has announced, or Democrats have announced a lawsuit today. This is like the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. They filed a suit alleging Russia, Trump, the Trump campaign, and WikiLeaks conspired to disrupt the 2016 election. That's what the Democrats are saying. Yet they're the ones that actually paid 12 million bucks to get a fake dossier created by a foreign agent in Christopher Steele using Russian intelligence. Holy smokes, three things I think you need to know. Now let's continue with Allie Miller, Pima County Supervisor, District 1. Um, all right, Allie, so let's uh, let's just talk about, uh, I mean, we, and we're talking about, you know, we have the Steve Christie thing, and by the way, the uh, the invitation is still out there if, if Steve wants to sit down and you, with you in studio. Yeah, um, absolutely, it, you know, I'm available any uh, Monday or Tuesday, any time that he wishes to come in. I'm I'm happy to come in. Okay, that's it. That that's cool. That is uh, that is very yeah. very very cool. I appreciate that. Now, what if the land 
Uh, this guy had it, didn't want it anymore, stopped paying taxes, whatever it is, and the county wasn't going to accept it as a donation. What would happen? Would we go into uh, foreclosure or the state would take it? What, what would happen? Well, I'm not sure. I don't know, you know, if he had a, if he has a loan on it. I'm not sure, you know, if, if it would go into foreclosure. But end of the day, I, it would be, you know, he would default on a loan or technically. Like who would be responsible if he just stopped taking care of it and it got bad? Would have, you know, he, would the county eventually have just have to take care of it? How would that work? Um, if he owns the land or if, you know, if I, if I let weeds get overgrown on my property, I'd be cited to have to do the cleanup. Mm-hmm. I know we have a lot of folks who, uh, when we had the homeless encampments, that they come in and get in the washes behind their properties and they actually own the land. Pima County finds them and, and there was one elderly lady, it was pretty sad, that they went after and told her she had to pay for the cleanup. We oh. did get that that uh, you know that decision changed. But, you know, a lot of folks have had to pay money to have to do those cleanups when they move into the washes. So, um, you know, they would cite the individual who owned the property, you know, in in this case on the golf course, if he didn't keep it, you know, if it was a fire hazard or a safety hazard of some sort, they ha- we have ordinances in place that we can um, cite people. And then eventually, if they don't do what they're supposed to do, Pima County can, in fact, take them to court. Well, because the reason I asked that, too, is because I remember in the original video from the Tuesday meeting you had, I think it was Huckleberry. Can you play 45, Ryan, real quick? I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, I want you to be able to hear this. Um, here, this was at the Pima County Supervisors meeting. Here we go. But it's going to be put on the Pima County taxpayers, I have no doubt. And we're going to have to Okay, so we have that. Hang on. That, that might be the one. And I think it was either Huckleberry or somebody that said at the meeting that um, – that that it if if you know the we don't accept it as a donation it's going to go fall back into whatever and the state's going to take it over we're going to be stuck with it blah 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 do you remember that part of the meeting I do and and I I'm not real clear on yeah. that why he said that I'm not clear why why would it go to the state maybe he was planning to donate it to the state I'm not sure in that case I say good give it to the state let them maintain it um, versus Pima County taxpayers I mean what's the what's the big deal if the state takes it. It was something Chuck and um, Supervisor Christie wanted, and they were going to do it. It didn't matter um, that we're in the middle of this crisis with our roads, which, as you pointed out, are a huge safety hazard, and we're willing to uh, let that safety hazard continue while we take care of this. Um, that's that's the bottom line. And And, you know, I really, as far as Supervisor Christie yesterday talking about the malicious, you know, attacks and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. If that's what asking questions is now called a malicious attack, that's my responsibility as an elected official to ask questions. And I think the questions are very valid. And I think the taxpayers, based on their voting uh, here recently, not approving bonds, not approving sales taxes, people are fed up with it. And they want things straightened out and cleaned up. And they want us to prioritize spending. And I think uh, if they, even if they get a uh, sales tax on the ballot, I think the taxpayers are going to say no. Oh, especially uh, after the bond election from a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah. people have had enough. They said no, and then Chuck went ahead and did the courthouse to the tune of twenty-five million already, and he's got a memorandum out on the uh, the uh, soccer complex he's planning to build that he's going to spend up to fifty-three million oh, on that. My God. Yes. And uh, you never know what he's going to spend until he gets to the end. He keeps adding, you know, adding uh, contracts on, so you really don't know. Like the courthouse, it started out at $6 million, then he added more and more. He's now at the $25 million that was on the bond election, 
67% of the voters said no. Their priority is to get the roads fixed. The only one that can't get their priorities straight are the Pima County Board of Supervisors. We're the ones that can't get our priorities straight and get these roads fixed. And the reason for it is every time we see a new shiny object, we either got to buy it or we got to do it for one of our friends. The, The courthouse, that's one that really bothers me because it's being done to accommodate people in the community, a very small special interest group. And that's the problem. Yes, it is. Uh, and real, real quick, not not to, we'll get to the money thing in a second, especially with the, the new gas tax that they want, uh, or the new sales tax that would go to roads, right. allegedly. But real quick, Steve kept talking about, Steve Chris kept talking about how the public, there was outreach and everything else. Is there anything official? Did they actually ask the public? Did he introduce anything? Is there any evidence that the people oh. of Green Valley actually wanted this? Oh, I think the people around the golf course, yeah, of course and there they was did. a contingent in the room uh, there was a group from Green Valley Council who, by the way, gets a $75,000 donation from Pima County taxpayers each year to fund their nonprofit. Okay? So they're wow. here to support um, purchasing this golf course and the people that live around it, just like the situation in Oro Valley. Of course they're going to want somebody to take that over and clean it up and keep it in good repair. Um, you know, that isn't a surprise. The, the other amazing comment I thought was when Chuck Huckleberry said, well, the valuations on those properties are now going to go up exactly. because they have a cleaned up park. And they're going to, you know, once the valuations go up, their taxes are going to go up, which means that we'll be paying for the maintenance. Really? Did those, pe- did those people in the room hear that? Did the people living around the golf course hear that? That, they, that their, val- their uh, valuations gonna are going to be jacked up yep. next year and their taxes are going to go up to pay for this? I'm not sure they did. I don't think they did either. Um, and, and it's going to happen to the rest of us as well. Oh yeah, we got to we got to got to find money to pay for it somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, re- really, I mean it's not it never ends. Really quick, Allie, the, uh, the Steve Christie idea of uh, a sales tax, and they claim it'll lower property tax somehow, but this sales tax. Um, yes. Will all of that if they get this through, and they won't because you're going to vote against it, and it needs to be unanimous. Um, will if they ever did though. Would they be required to make sure that every penny of that be used to fix roads? Um, I think the thing people need to understand, there are statutes, provisions for a a sales tax specific to roads, and then there's a general sales tax. What what we're looking at here on the Board of Supervisors is a general sales tax, and that is uh, passed by a unanimous vote of the Board of Supervisors. I can tell you, uh, Chuck is lobbying to get that change from unanimous to simple majority. And it would be a unanimous vote or a simple majority vote. The tax is immediately enacted, and it is a general sales tax. And uh, I pulled the statutes, and in it, all it says, the county shall use these revenues to support and enhance countywide services. There is no audit function. There is no teeth in the statutes, and that's what we're governed by. We can put an ordinance out, the Pima County Board of Supervisors, and say, yeah, we're going to have a special thumb, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but we can change that with a simple majority vote. From year to year, we could go, okay, this year we're spending half of it on roads, next year we're only going to spend 10% of it. That's the thing that people need to understand. Um, And they're also... Uh, trying to get a gas tax passed. Uh, as you know, there's the legislature is still in session, so I hope people contact their legislators and say, please do not change this from a unanimous vote. There's a reason that these statutes are set up this way. It should not be an easy thing to pass a sales tax. 
And this would be, uh, you know, if it goes to a simple majority of a board of supervisors, I think it's a very dangerous precedent to set. Yeah, it really is. Well, thank you for bringing that to light. Nobody knew about that. The fact no, that they don't I mean, if, if, if this, if this somehow went through, that he could use the money for whatever he wants, not yes. just roads. Yeah, and and they were already talking about it. Well, Richard Elias wants fifty million off the top of these funds to be going to uh, nonprofits to help the poor. And my position wow. is, if we want to help the poor, let's stop ta- taxing them to death. That might be a good start. Stop spending the money and, and start getting our spending under control, and we bring a lot more people out of poverty. And if we fix the roads, we bring in business. That, that expands the tax base, and then we'll have more jobs. It, it, it just is common sense, in my opinion, that you know if we want to fix this problem, we truly could. But the will is not there. Right. The will is not there to fix the roads or to prioritize the roads. No, and know, that's the yeah, problem. I know you have it. Listen, uh, thank you so much for joining us. If I get contacted, if I'm contacted by Steve Christie over the weekend, I will let you know. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm open and ready. I got the uh, spots. Uh, I'm holding them if we hear anything back. Okay. Thank you, Allie. I appreciate it. Okay. Take have care. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Allie Miller, Supervisor District 1 on KNST. Station. A new lawsuit over the 2016 election on Lisa Brady, Fox News. The Democratic Party going to court claiming a far-reaching campaign conspiracy. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, live in Washington. Lisa, the multi-million dollar lawsuit claims the Trump campaign worked with the Russian government and WikiLeaks to break into the Democratic Party's computer network in an effort to hurt Hillary Clinton's campaign. The Democratic National Committee bases its lawsuit on previously reported contacts between Russian officials and people associated with the Trump campaign, as well as an analysis of the hack itself, which the committee claims happened on July 27, 2015. The lawsuit filed in Manhattan also names Jared Kushner, Kushner, Donald Trump Jr., former campaign chair Paul Manafort, Fort and several John Doe's. Lisa. Thanks, Rachel. There's been no presidential tweet or White House statement on the lawsuit so far, but earlier today, the president again denied collusion. Fox's John Decker live at the White House. President Trump on Twitter criticizing fired FBI Director James Comey, writing, so General Michael Flynn's life can be totally destroyed, while shady James Comey can leak and lie and make lots of money from a third-rate book that should never have been written. He continued, is that really the way life in America is supposed to work? I don't think so. So, hours earlier, following the release of contemporaneous notes Comey took after his meetings with Mr. Trump, the president insisted the memos show clearly that there was no collusion and no obstruction. Lisa? John's students keeping up the pressure to end gun violence with more walkouts around the country, including at Stoneman Douglas High in Florida, where 17 people were killed in February. Our message today, of course, it is the same as every day, that we need to put a stop to this because enough is enough. Today's protests coincide with 19 years since the Columbine massacre in Colorado. Organizers say more than 2,000 demonstrations are planned from Maine to Hawaii. A big sell-off underway on Wall Street. The Dow's down 218. Fox News. Fair and balanced.